Welcome once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm your host, Darren Long, and with me on today's show, Paul Wiseman, president of Guildhall Wealth Management, and Jeremy Wiseman, the vice president of Guildhall Wealth Management, back as a team, fellas, and excited to be in a place where we can discuss uh, the favorites of Guildhall. Gold, silver, it's physical. We're going to talk about it all show. We have a few things to get to today. Before we get started, I will remind everyone that these are markets which require some due diligence. You make these decisions with your financial planner advisors. That is not us. We are experts in the acquisition and logistics, in the buying and selling of physical gold and physical silver. We can help you buy it. We can help you to store it, show you how to put it in accounts at Guildhall. And throughout the show, we will give you that website. It is guildhallwealth.com, or you can Google us. And as always, remember that past performance of gold and silver is not necessarily indicative of future performance. In fact, we will make the case on today's show, gentlemen, that we think uh, gold and silver could be much, much higher and far more robust than the last time we saw the highs in the markets. Now, getting to today's show, for both of you who uh, have been extremely busy, a lot of accounts open, so I want to make sure that we extend a warm welcome to new listeners to those who have opened up counts over the last week and a half. Last week's show is a prime example. Paul couldn't get to the show. Jeremy, you came in in the fourth segment, and we talked a little bit about value investing and uh, what we were on about last week. And what we determined is that these fluctuations in the market have been by far and large excellent opportunities to continue to cost average for clients and that's what they've been telling us that's the feedback they've been giving us that these are opportunities to continue to add to their portfolios well we'll talk about registered accounts today how to get it into your rsps how to get it into a tfsa and what that might mean to you and your family long term but remember at the end of the day we believe that this is insurance for your wealth and let's start today's show by talking a little bit about that Uh, We're going to cover gold in particular, gentlemen, and I'd like to stick on that topic at least for a couple of segments. We'll throw in some diamond information there because there's lots to talk about, but the kind of why buy gold ideas and concepts. And the first one that always comes to mind, it's something that's universal in our particular arena that our analysts talk about, we talk about. Gold is money, but everybody has a different opinion as to why it's money. Uh, For me, it's the fact that central banks hold it. Jeremy, for you, when you hear gold is money, what are some of the things that come to you in your mind when you're thinking about that concept? Mainly store of value. So when you're looking at fiat currencies around the globe, uh, we're on global fiat currencies. Even if central banks hold gold, uh, they're not backing their, their currencies with gold. They're simply holding it on the sidelines just in case it stops working. Mm-hmm. Um, take Venezuela as a perfect case in point. They're their uh, currency uh, hyperinflated. In other words, it, the value of it basically disappeared uh, in short order. And if they wanted to acquire some goods throughout the world, they needed to sell their physical gold in order to do that. Uh, another perfect example is uh, Winston Churchill in World War II took all the gold, took it from England, sent it over to Nova Scotia on the off chance that Hitler was successful in uh, getting through to the island then that they would still have their sovereignty by having that money offshore and maintaining their sovereignty. So when fiat currencies fail, um, which history shows that they all do, it's at a, a, it's an eventuality that uh, having that physical gold as a store of value becomes your money in that sense. So um, 
you know, cryptocurrencies are great until the lights go out, and then you can't uh, you can't access them. So that's where again, gold becomes money. Okay, well, if gold is money, then it should be pretty simple to own. It should be pretty simple to sell. Uh, Paul, does gold meet all of this criteria? Is it easy to buy? Is it easy to sell? Yeah, I mean, it has been right for our clients. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we've seen over the last couple of weeks. A lot of people buying gold, silver, especially in smaller denominations, uh, which they're taking home. We don't spread fear, but I think there's a lot of people out there that are fearful of fiat currencies, economies crashing, and, you know, whether you've got, and we always go back to the U.S., and we go back to Trump, and with all these threats, you know, the markets move up, the stock market is doing great right now in the U.S., uh, Europe uh, is still in trouble. When you look at somebody that can make a market move with a head fake, it's incredible. And yet gold and silver are still, an inc- Jeremy said, in a value. It's a policy. It's an insurance policy. Central banks own gold. Why do they own gold? Uh, they print currency. They don't, don't care if it goes you know whether it's worth nothing they've still got the gold eventually when everything collapses it's worth something you know i always talk about world war ii when england was sending you know money over to europe to pay their soldiers they were sending banknotes over and those ships got sunk going across the english channel yet we have hundreds of years after spanish galleons sunk that people are still diving for gold you know, paper is paper. Gold is gold. Silver is silver. It's a value. It's real money. And when I hear people that are fearful right now of saying, well, you know, the country's economy can crash. Canada's economy is not doing very well. Uh, the U.S. has got $21 trillion in debt. What happens if everything crashes? How am I going to get uh, a loaf of bread? How am I going to fill my car up with gas? You know, will I be able to put my car, my credit card in in the ATM machine? Or is somebody going to take a one-ounce silver maple or a five, ten ounces of silver to pay for something? You know, I believe that gold and silver is the best investment insurance policy that you can have to protect your wealth. It's done it for thousands of years, and it will still remain that way. Gold and silver right now is completely undervalued, and the smart people are buying gold and silver. I'm not talking about trading equities. I'm not talking about trading paper products. I'm not talking about futures, options on futures, ETFs, certificates. I'm talking about the physical product that you can hold in your hand. And with Guildhall, you have several ways to do that. You know, whether you buy an RSP, a TFSA, a Lira, any one of those registered plans, you can put gold and silver. Whether you want to buy from our e-store. You can go to our e-store, guildhallpreciousmetals.com, and buy any amount of precious metals, whether it's one ounce of gold or you want 10 ounce of gold or 10 ounce bars, 100 ounce bars of silver. You can buy that, physically take it home. We offer our depository, which is safe, secure, allocated, segregated, and we also have allocated finance where you can put up as little as 20% and still take ownership of that physical metal. 
All right, guildhallwealth.com is the website. You can Google us and always find out more information there. And I encourage you to get online and get a free investor kit. It is something that we love to send out. It will teach you a little bit about the offerings we have in place. Paul just mentioned a couple of different accounts, and those are choices you have when you become a client at Guildhall. But the one choice you have to make is to get involved. And to do that, again, guildhallwealth.com is the website. Now, Jeremy, I think the the for me, the best summary of gold is that although gold's price fluctuates, its value is timeless. And in essence, if you look at the dollars you save in a bank account or a brokerage account, what they're doing as they're sitting there, unlike gold over the long term, is that those dollars are seeping purchasing power. And over the long term, that ends up uh, creating a very, very big problem uh, that you're not going to be able to see that $10 bill, that $100 bill, whatever amount of money you have in the bank, buy as much as it did 10, 15, 20 years ago. Now, we don't notice that because we live in the day-to-day, but what gold has taught us over the years, as well as silver, is that we can use that asset, and, histor- and history teaches us this, uh, we can use that asset to combat that effect and essentially have a different type of savings plan, have gold as a savings plan or silver as a savings plan. And averages and gain also have taught us this lesson. The water isn't rising. Okay. You're drowning, stupid. That's inflation. <laughs> it's that the money is losing value year over year. Government says, oh, it's, it's contained. There's no inflation or it's one, two percent, and then you enter the real world and go to the movies and go, my gosh, it's expensive to get a ticket here at this, uh, at this movie theater. I think I'd rather stay at home and watch Netflix. That's inflation happening. And how do you combat inflation and the, the fact that your money isn't going as far as it used to? Because if it's 5% a year, you're losing 25% every five years. If it's 5% a year, year you're losing... of your purchasing power every 10 years. Now, you tell me if you're making 50% more than you did 10 years ago. The government says that there's only 2% inflation. How do we come up with 2%? Well, we don't. That's the the bottom line. Uh, And listen, folks, you have to look at this data for yourself because it's important to uh, be... Uh, creating uh, an urgency, not a fear, an urgency to understand your wealth. And if you look at inflation, that's the perfect place to start because you're losing purchasing power. The money that sits in the bank is just sitting there doing very little for you. And over even a decade, it's going to buy less and less. And yes, you need to have that there, but you can also have the option to have a liquid asset like physical gold or silver as something that offsets the amount of risk you have in that currency. Now, I want to move on to something, fellas, before we get to break here. Um, Gold has no counterparty risk. I've often heard you say this, Jeremy, and uh, I think that most people, when they're considering gold and silver, they think of it more like a retail action, like buying something like a car or a house or something. And when they really get down to it, they come into our office, they figure out what it is they're really doing and why it can be such a, a valuable part of their wealth. What does it mean to say that gold has no counterparty risk? When you hold an ounce of gold in your hand or every client that comes in, we put a 100-ounce bar of silver in their hand. Oh, they love that. So they can understand that, you know, people look at real estate. They go, that's bricks and mortar. That's a physical thing. That land, no one else can have that land. That's my land. Except if you're mortgaging, then you're renting it from the bank. Right. When you own gold, there's no renting. 
You own it. No one else owns that. No middleman. No middleman. No one else has a contract claim on that except you. Now, if you're buying paper gold, that's a whole different story. Right. Certificates. Not here. ETFs, pool accounts, futures, options, all of that jazz. That could be someone else's gold. Even if you buy a company, you're not buying real gold. If you're going to buy insurance, do you say, oh, I need insurance. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to invest in an insurance company. You're not really getting insurance then, are you? You're getting a derivative. So what we do at Guildhall is pure physical product. And when you have pure physical product, you don't have anybody else's hands in your pocket. All right. Not subject to the risks of the paper market. Gold has not gone to zero. It will not go to zero. And it's been something of value for 3,000 plus years. That and a lot much and a lot more when we come back on The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. You are tuned in and we thank you for it. We're going to have a small break. You are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. We will be right back after this short break. Please stay tuned. You're listening on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm Darren Long, your host, and alongside me for segment number two, Paul Wiseman, the president of Guildhall Wealth Management, Jeremy Wiseman, the vice president of Guildhall Wealth Management. And in that last segment, we left off uh, at gold having no counterparty risk. It's one of the best features that I love about gold personally. Uh, And as you said, Jeremy, there's no middleman involved. It's not uh, a contractual obligation. There's no paper involved. Uh, Gold is really the only financial asset that is not simultaneously some other entity's liability. And this is very important because when you consider this, all things being equal, gold will be the last man standing, so to speak. And maybe in this day and age, I say the last person standing when bubbles pop or when a crisis hits and it's proven itself time and time again. If we look back only to when we opened our doors, that first major crisis in 0809 among the fastest to recover value and to reach new heights, gold and silver. And gold in particular, as the door closes behind us here, uh, gold in particular was something that um, did so and rose to incredible new highs. $1,900.23, in fact, intraday high uh, back in 2011. And it's shaping up to do it again. And nobody has a crystal ball. It's not right in front of us. And it might happen tomorrow. But as Paul's always said, better to be two months, three months, even a year too early or more than to miss the boat and be two or three days late on this. So it's very important, but it also extends to another point, which is important about gold, which is that gold is very liquid and portable. So not only is it nobody else's risk, except for, you know, if you're a buyer, you're buying it, but there is this beautiful liquidity. Gold can be sold very quickly. People think because it's tangible, it's very hard to sell. Or, oh, if I move all this gold or silver, how hard is it going to be for me to sell it? Do I got to bring it back and move it all around? Well, in fact, if you think about it from a portability standpoint, in the palm of your hand, like a diamond, you could have ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 of gold and have it right there in the palm of your hand. And it's you know barely a pound of weight. It's easily transportable and it's one of the things we like but it also extends to the idea that um, gold and silver it's a phone call away in order to buy and sell they are quite liquid um, you can they're universal so they can be bought and sold virtually anywhere around the globe one of the best points um, especially all the product that we have at Guildhall is globally recognized so you know um, who doesn't know Royal Canadian Mint product right Pamps fit Camp Swiss product is also LBMA approved, London Bullion Market Association. They set the quality standards 
for globally accepted product for trade. So, um, you know, knowing what the quality standard is for the product, it's very easy to sell that product. Um, you know, with Guildhall, if you're storing it, you can sell it on a phone call. Um, we've have people um, here and there who decide they need to sell some product. They bring it in, they walk away with the check. So it's very easy to sell. Um, I think in the physical side of it, Darren, that can be a good thing and a bad thing. Yes, it's easy to sell, but the fact that you have to maybe go to a safety deposit box, put it in your hand, drive it somewhere, maybe the idea that it gives you those second chances to think about it. I think in a world where it's very easy to lose patience and people are day trading and they decide, oh, I'm going to sell right now or I'm going to buy right now because it's all just on a whim. I think having that physical gives you a chance to say, well, maybe I won't sell it. Maybe I will hold on to it because at the end of the day, you can't buy insurance once the house is on fire. That's right. You have to do it before. And I think that's at, at the heart of Paul's statement of it's better to be a day early or a month early than a day late, which is you gold and silver is crisis insurance. And during the last crisis in 2011, as you mentioned, Darren, it did very, very well. And you could liquidate it at any time very easily and take the profits. And that's the whole point. But every decade sees its crisis. The next crisis is coming. I mean, if you can't see the warning signs, I mean, continue to hide under the rock. That's okay. It, it's, it's not necessarily for everyone. But we are seeing more and more people seeing the signs, saying, whoa, how high can a stock market go? How much money can a central bank print? How high can the real estate market go? And they all kind of come to the same conclusion that, well, how high is high? There is a point at which things start to capitulate and go the other way. And I don't want to be in front of that Mack truck when it does. So people are saying, you know what? Maybe I should start to put some physical product in the market since, as both of you have been saying throughout the whole show, it's so cheap right now. It you is. don't get a better discount on insurance than buying it when everything is so fantastic. So buy it now when everything is so fantastic and the cracks are the the, the cracks and the seams are showing. Guildhallwealth.com, that's a website where you can go to do just that. And on that topic of liquidity, because I value that, it's among my five tenets of the most important reasons to own gold and silver personally. That liquidity extends very nicely to a particular account that we have at Guildhall called Allocated Financing. And what this account features as a way of uh, incentivizing people who are buying and owning uh, gold and silver is one, it's physical. So even though I'm using financing to buy this product, and even though I might be taking less risk because I'm not spending every dollar I was going to put into the market, I'm going to still have physical product, which is tangible hold-in-my-hand product that I can see, touch, that gets stored for me. And on the liquidity note, here's the best thing of all. Let's just say that the silver or gold market do have that next run in the next short while, and gold reaches some new high, and I want to liquidate could be three o'clock in the morning, gentlemen, under the right circumstances, this account will allow us to do that. It has some tools in there that allow us to keep the account liquid in all bullion markets from Sunday evening in the Asian bullion markets right through to Friday evening when the market closes and shuts off for just a day and a half. So there really is true value in that particular account. If you want to know more about that allocated financing account where you can finance up to 80% of your purchase, 
then head over to guildhallwealth.com and request the information. Ask for info on the allocated financing account. So, Paul? As an example, if you were going to purchase a thousand ounces of silver, and silver is trading today at $15 plus US, which is about $18,000, Canadian, uh, add in some commissions, it would cost you around about twenty twenty one thousand dollars What would it cost to buy a thousand ounces of silver? Ten, one hundred ounce RCM silver bars. Okay, I'm glad you asked, Paul, because that's very important to put that into perspective. You're right, it's ten, one hundred ounce RCM silver bars, and that account to open it up. That's an outlay of about 9,000 Canadian. And for that, you're going to get total control of those ounces, which means you're controlling uh, well in excess of that in terms of value, more than double that, in, in, in fact, in terms of value. And you're getting to make the calls on that, whether the buy, sell, whatever you want to do. And again, as you've always indicated, Paul, we don't take that day trading approach. It's not the mentality that we want to instill in people in these uh, self-directed accounts. You can do whatever you want want to do that's best for you uh, as an owner of that silver or gold and also if you've purchased silver from us and say for example you bought you know three 100 ounce bars or 30 10 ounce bars and you wanted to use that as a down payment to go up to a thousand ounces we can do that for you too that's absolutely true so this is a you know a great way to own product where you're using allocated finance you're getting bar numbers it goes into our storage uh, in mississauga the same storage facility that we put all of our rsps and our own depository it's a great way to own product and increase the product especially these prices we're looking at 50 as we're recording this show silver's trading at 15 dollars and 13 cents gold's 1291 it's a you know, to me, this is stealing the product. Okay, well, speaking of you're storage... Like, you're like being a highway man. Stand well, and deliver. That's it. That's what it is. Speaking of storage, let's, let's take away one potential barrier for listeners. They're always asking the same question. What is the cost of storage? Well, let's spell it out in a very simple way to understand this. If I equate it to the price of silver, the cost of storage in an allocated financing account is 1.5% of the total metal value. Now, if you're sitting there thinking, well, what does that equate to? How much is that per year? It means the price of silver would have to move up 20 cents to cover all of my storage for the whole year. That's the whole year. It's got the whole year. And if we're, not, if we're not expecting that to happen, we shouldn't be buying silver in the first place. This account is not for you, but we'd be the first to say that to a client. Uh, the reality is it takes very little, and that brings me to my next point. When you actually own bullion, there is very little in the way of difficulty in storing that product against what people's popular belief is or uh, the maintenance and carrying costs of owning that product. I mean, a cost for storage is simply just a piece of insurance. It does not cost a whole bunch of money. And when you relate it to what the price has to do in either gold or silver, what you realize is that I would never be caught without. I mean, for me personally, I would never be caught without having my bullion in storage. Well, that's why you wonder where paper, well, this is why paper products come in. The cost of mining ore to get a 100-ounce bar of silver, to bring that out of the ground, to fabricate it, to transfer it from the mint where it's manufactured to a depository or to a wholesaler, the logistics are incredible. A 100-ounce bar weighs 7 pounds. 1,000 ounces is 70 pounds. You buy 5,000 ounces, what are you going to do? You can't put that in a safe deposit box. It weighs 350 pounds. 
you know, just to wheel it backwards and forwards. I mean, it, it's almost impossible to put 5,000, I believe, in a, in a facility. Whereas in our depository, we have millions of ounces of silver product and gold product. So this is the way to own it. Allocated finance, to me, makes sense if you just want to put up a small amount if you were going to buy a thousand ounces, as I said, it would be about twenty, twenty-one thousand dollars. You're keeping that money back. You're putting up ninety-five, ninety-six hundred dollars and keeping back ten thousand dollars. If the market drops, you can cost average. If it goes up, you've done well anyway. But this is a great way to own. Guildhallwealth.com is the website to go to. Uh, we are going to stay on that topic of gold, and I like what it is telling us in terms of signs of pricing right now. As you said, Jeremy, this is value, and if we aren't ready to buy when it is of value, let's not be that investor who comes along when the price of gold is twice as much as it is, as it is now and say, okay, now I'm ready to go. Well, you know, Darren, you know, we've been in this business a long time. You know, when silver was trading at $3.80, um, you know, I sold more silver at seven, eight dollars than I did at three dollars and eighty. When it went to twenty, I sold more than at ten. And when it went to forty nine dollars, you know, we sold more in the forty dollar range than we ever sold at the twenty dollar range. You know, people always want to buy when it's moving up. The time to buy is when it's stable, it's formed a bottom, and this looks like this market could take off. And before you look around, you'll see two, three dollar moves in a day and say, why didn't I buy at these prices? All right. All good points, gentlemen. And when we come back, we're going to stay on the topic of gold. We're going to dig into gold's performance during stock market crashes. Is there a comparison there that can be made? And how did gold do during, you know, the last few that we've seen and that we've been alive for? That and much, much more, including colored diamonds. So please stay tuned. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Glad to be here. Thank you for staying tuned. And on the topic of gold, everything gold and silver today and the website before we get going here in the third segment is guildhallwealth.com or you can Google us. Remember, this is available by podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Just type in The Real Money Show and you can have this anytime you desire. Now, we were talking about gold and uh, we were promising to discuss gold against the stock market during crashes. Well, in front of me, I have a very clean chart here, gentlemen, and it really does drive home the point that gold has been a valued asset during stock market declines. Now, why are we bringing this up? Well, you're the listener. You tell me. I'm talking directly to you as you listen to the show right now. Do you believe that it's A, more likely we're going to see a resurgence in the stock markets, maybe a resurgence in housing, and we're likely to see two or three years, five years more of gains because of money printing and all the nefarious things we've done to our finances over the years? Or maybe you've made a little bit of profit in option B, it's more than likely we're going to see a bit of a downturn, maybe a soft landing in housing, we're not sure. And it's a good opportunity for you to have some risk on assets like gold and silver. Now, when the stock market crashes, and the last one we saw was in 2008 and nine, what did gold do post-crash? Well, let's go backwards in reverse. If we look from May 10th, 2011 till October 3rd, 2011, a very short sample size in what we talk about in terms of what the market was doing. That was actually the last time post-crash that the S&P 500 in the U.S., the big stock market of the world, took a 20% dip. During that time, 
gold rose 9.4% in U.S. dollars. Very similar in Canadian dollars, too, actually, at that time. And if we go right back to that financial crisis of 09-08, we see that between October of 2007 and March of 2009, well, the S&P 500 drops around 57% in value, half of the value of the largest stock market in the world. And what does gold do? It rises 25.5%. And silver did w- even better even than that. Even better than gold. That's right. And gold's been rising at 6 7% a year since 2014 in Canadian dollars. Um, you know, you're seeing 5 6 7% gains every year, and there is no crisis. So what does that tell you? That, that there's impending crisis? Um, you know, at the end of the day, stock markets can't go up forever. They do have to come down. But, you know, it, time will tell if central banks um, can continue this experiment and continue to keep inflation in check, or are they going to have to print a lot of money, or are they going to go to negative interest rates? Um, you know, things, things are good on the surface, but what got us to that surface, um, you know, is, is very questionable. And I think that's where a lot of investors are, are looking at the, the markets and looking at gold specifically and saying, you know, I think it is a good time to have some precious metals. I think in terms of people who have mutual funds, we see a lot of people who take a look at their mutual funds and they go, yeah, what am I paying 2.5% for? I didn't get any return last year. I thought everything was so dandy. It's not. And listen, not every year is the same, gentlemen. We know and have been part of this market long enough to know that some years in gold and silver have been tremendous, so much so to the point that people are absolutely uh, just shocked to see what gold and silver have done, and they all want to be part of it, of course. And, of course, there have been two years since we've been open in which gold has lost value, only two. And if you compare it to stock market crashes, would it surprise you or you as a listener at home listening to this right now to know that only once since 1976 has gold had any significant pullback at the same time as the stock market? And that was in 1980 to 1982. The S&P loses almost 30% or one-third of value. Gold loses 46%. Yeah, but that's, the off only of the, time. that's off of the high from 1980. And that's the exact exclamation that's right here in front of me on this page. That is exactly what yeah, happened. It had already gained the, so much in percentage. The other yeah, but aspect. Gold is a safe haven. It always has been a safe haven. So when the stock market goes in the dumper or real estate goes in the dumper, they jump to gold because that's what they always do. And, you know, again, at these prices where we're trading right now, uh, gold is 1292.50. Um, we dropped down this morning. I mean, it dropped down as low as twelve eighty. We're up twelve dollars. Uh, it moved up very, very nicely. And gold is one of the best investments, a safe investment. Uh, and I encourage people to own gold and silver. I, I, I love that term, as low as twelve eighty. It's not as if it's as low as three hundred dollars an ounce where it was in two thousand. Right. It's as low as twelve eighty. <laughs> That's know? the new norm, though, in it's talking like, about it. We get used like, to it, take on. it for granted, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. But listen, for those that can't picture or envision that, how about we compare gold against some of the major well-known incidents that have happened throughout the last couple of decades? For example, if we look at Black Monday, lots of people listening had money in the market back then. Black Monday, nineteen eighty-seven, stocks crash. Everybody knows that era. Well, let's take a look at how gold performed during that era. It was up almost 10%. If you were a part of the recession of 2001, post-tech boom, gold was up almost 5% against losses all over the world. If you look at the global financial crisis of 08 and 09, 
Gold's up almost 25% and silver even twice as much as that. But again, I'm looking at all these problems occurring and what it tells me time and time again is that when crisis strikes, gold is a great way to protect your wealth. Remember, Ben Bernanke couldn't predict the global financial crisis that he helped fix in mm-hmm. some ways. We're still dealing with the fact that he fixed it. Um, you know, there were there were side effects from it all, but at the end of the day, you know, everyone was saying everything was great right up until the point that it crashed. And well, I think that's the that's the problem um, with with mainstream media is everything is great right up into the point that it's no longer great, and they don't want to bring anyone on to those onto those shows that say maybe it's not so great. Well, if you look at this week, I think it was Monday or Tuesday. Larry Kudlow, President Trump's advisor, you know, the CNBC spokesperson, you know, he's calling for a half a point. 50% basis points, a cut in the Fed uh, rate. Now, if, if the markets are doing get that great, why don't you just leave it alone? They know trouble is coming. And when trouble comes, the first thing people do is go to that safety haven, which is gold and silver. And it's always done what it's supposed to do. It protects your investment. All right, guildhallwealth.com is the website. Go there, get yourself a free investor kit. Find out more about all of our various accounts that we've spoken about today. And remember, it's physical, folks. There is no real complexity to this. It is simple, hold in your hands, tangible return to simple wealth and insurance for that wealth. Now, when we're talking about this, it sometimes plays a certain role in how we define what a portfolio looks like. And for our clients, it's going to be different for every single individual. But there is something that we hold in high esteem, just like we do precious metals, and that is natural fancy colored diamonds. So in comparison to precious metals, there are a lot of similarities, but there is true, true value also on this side of the equation as well. You know, Darren, you were talking about the stock market and it's got its ups and downs and anyone sitting opposite us who would disagree, they'd say, well, look, if you're holding something long term like the stock market, you're going to see it's continuing to rise. Right. Right. Um, But uh, we've talked about this in the office that we'd love to compare that to inflation and where the dollar is against that rise and really look at what the real return is on that. Mm -hmm. And when we're being in the gold market, we see where that real return is because we can see even on on gold recently, we're getting five, six plus percent and there is no crisis. So what gold uh, is, is a hard asset. And when you're looking at the stock market as an example, look at the Dow. The Dow 30 is not the same Dow 30 from, from 50 years ago. They're constantly putting in the new companies and taking out old companies, and maybe those old companies don't even exist anymore. Do you remember so, Woolworths? Woolworths was in the Dow 30. There you go. Remember Pan, Pan Am? So the fact is, is that where we come from in dealing with hard assets is in the physical world looking for things that will last forever. And one such thing, beautiful thing, luxury as well are natural fancy colored diamonds you know we're looking today uh the the three of us were discussing this 0.26 fancy intense pink intense being uh one color grade below vivid which is the strongest color really good clarity on that diamond you know it's fifty thousand canadian sounds like a lot i mean it used to sell for twenty five thousand canadian and that was within the last decade and 
it's you don't necessarily need a crisis for colored diamonds to continue their march forward in terms of value and that's because they're just so absolutely rare rare stunning um you know people talk about luxury items but you know luxury isn't necessarily rare i can go into a luxury goods store and find the same wallet in any major city all around the globe it doesn't mean it's rare it's just luxury whereas with a natural fancy colored diamond you are getting rarity extreme rarity and to have something that is one of a kind that pride of ownership that no one else owns this is something that you want to keep in a family for generations if possible also this diamond is an argyle diamond which makes it extremely rare uh, i had a representative from one of new york's largest colored diamond uh, people this week come into my office and they only sell argyle pinks and he looked at my collection of VS quality and VVS quality diamonds that I've had and he said my collection is exquisite and I asked him for a list of VS diamonds uh, because I'm interested in purchasing more Argyle diamonds if I can get my hands on them they're just not around because the mine is closing in 2021 and when that mine closes these prices will double and triple in price and that I can almost guarantee and I don't give guarantees because I know over the last 10 years this type of quality diamond has gone up in value about 329% for Argyle VS, v, VVS quality diamonds especially in tenses. So this is a great opportunity. We have one available at $50,000 right now um, and this is a type of diamond if you're looking to retire in 5, 10, 15 years down the road, or you're looking to put your kids through uh, you know, university, this will be such a tremendous investment. All right, let's stay on the topic of colored diamonds when we come back, and we'll uh, compare that and package it up with some gold and silver. And uh, a bit of, of farewell to this week's uh, marketplace and what next week holds for us. If you've been listening, you are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. We'll be right back after this break. You're listening on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm your host, Darren Long, and with me today, Paul Wiseman and Jeremy Wiseman. And we have had quite a show, fellas. Again, a big thank you to those that have listened. And in our final segment here, as we take the show uh, home for another week, I want to say also a big extended welcome to those that bought Color Diamonds over the last month and into this first end of uh, April, and also a big warm welcome to those who have opened up RSP accounts, allocated financing accounts, who have just made purchases through our e-store and other ways. It's very important for you to know that the customer service doesn't end there. One of the hallmark features of the way we want to grow as a business is making certain that you as a client always know we are here as a firm and that you can contact us with your questions about products and how to improve your position and what you can do in terms of making yourself uh, insured against the threat of crisis that we face in these markets. Now, that being said, as easy as it is to get into the markets of gold and silver, we were talking about natural fancy colored diamonds. Jeremy, explain a little more about that process. Is it easy to get into a natural fancy colored diamond? I think it's an easy market to be involved in. And in, uh, what we see are people really enjoy it once they're part of that market. But there is a barrier to entry, and that is the knowledge. And most people will 
it, it takes time to learn about the market a little bit, to understand it, to have the confidence to be able to jump in with both feet and say, yeah, I'm willing to put $50,000 into this because I believe in, in what this is all about. The best place to start is to set up a, a conference with, with Guildhall, come to the office, take a look at some of the diamonds in the collection, and get a sense of the quality that's there. Imagine if you didn't drink wine ever, and you decided, I want to learn about this. I want to figure out what it is. And imagine you went to a wine tasting, and it was all the finest Bordeaux's ever. That would be a great wine tasting experience, right? If you're going to try sushi for the first time, maybe you don't want frozen. Maybe you want to go out to Vancouver and say, I want the freshest possible uh, sushi I can get because I want to know that this is going to be the best, that kind of thing, right? Right. So by coming to Guildhall and taking a look at the collection and learning the four C's and seeing really high-quality natural fancy color diamonds is a great place to start because then you can go out. Paul, as you always say, I can't find them. You go out. You try to find it. I can't get them anywhere. I can't even find them. You have to know the quality, and you have to see the quality and appreciate it so that you can go out and say, oh, I, I believe that. I, I went to Guildhall, and I know that there, no one else has that. And if I own one of those, no one else is going to have what I have. And that's what starts collectors on their way. We were just putting some posts up on our Instagram this week, Darren, um, and they were all uh, – well, three out of four were vivid cushions cut. Every cushion cut was completely different, but they were all internally flawless. And I was looking at that, and we've discussed this. What an incredible collection to have for one person. Imagine deciding I'm only going to invest in vivid yellows, internally flawless cushion cuts. And every single one is unique and beautiful in its own right, but you're building this incredible collection. It's like saying I'm only going to invest in... Andy Warhol's of this type of painting that he did. Right. So a buyer coming along can look at that inventory that we have at guildhallwealth.com. They can see the beauty, all of those things that you talk about, the four C's, get familiarized and knowledgeable about it, but also recognize that beyond just owning one natural fancy colored diamond, having three or four or maybe five of the same type and brand of vivid IF yellows, that spells out premium to me. So when I have that and I own that in the market, I'm going to be asking a fairly large premium come selling time down the road in 10 years from now, 15 years from now, because who else is going to have that kind of inventory all parked in one place? That's an opportunity. That's all that I want our listeners to know. Do you know how rare it is for someone to own two or three internally flawless vivid stones? Of extremely rare. There are more. There are more Ferraris. There are more Lamborghinis, and you think that those are rare exotic cars. There are more Andy Warhols. I mean, for every hundred and ten, every hundred and ten Picassos, one blue diamond comes to auction. So, in terms of owning three or four fancy, vivid yellow, internally flawless diamonds all in one lot, that's an extreme opportunity for somebody who has that kind of uh, income to put into the not only, market. Not only that, but the, we're talking about diamonds that less than a decade ago you would have been able to acquire for low 30s. Even you less know? in some cases, today, right? Today, they're, they're in the 50s plus. So that's a market that just continues to, to grow in value. And I mean, when I, I looked at a chart that was comparing the art market to Argyle Diamonds, the art market was actually quite volatile 
compared to uh, colored diamonds. I mean, colored diamonds are, are not a volatile market um, comparatively to pretty much any other investment you look at. Um, so that makes it quite appealing as well for long-term growth. Well, listen, guildhallwealth.com is a great spot to get started. If you've been listening today, that is the opportunity to get some knowledge and get on that uh, get on that boat to ride this wave as prices of natural fancy colored diamonds have not come down in value. I don't perceive there's going to be a time where they're all going to just find some magical vein of new diamonds. And when you're looking for that kind of value in your portfolio, natural fancy colored diamonds might be that answer. But when the Argyle mine closes in 2021, mm. when there is no more pinks available or where they become so outpriced, the next thing people are going to be looking to is one under that, and that is Vivid. You're going to give that secret away, huh? Vivid Yellows. That's a secret. Nobody's well, supposed to know about that. Best well, kept secret in the world, that. Well, most people don't know. When the, yellow, when the pinks disappear, the next thing is the yellows. And we have a collection of, I would say, more internally flawless diamonds, colored diamonds, yellows, than anybody in the world on our website. And I can say that because I, I know I have people calling me wholesalers looking to to buy internally flawless and to understand internally flawless means there is no inclusions whatsoever that is a beautiful clean diamond that's where the money is and it's cut and polished to perfection so this this type of investment is not for everybody um you know something that small when you put it in your hand i mean we have diamonds for a million dollars you know and it's three quarters of a carrot of a pink and it's it's a vivid and it's a million dollars people you know compare it to a to a mansion for a million dollars and yet something in a small but that diamond is going to increase in value at an incredible rate and especially if you're looking at pinks you're looking to double your money, especially in Argos, probably every five to six years. You know, most people, uh, you look around, they make their money in real estate. That, that's where they've made their money, right? They've, they've got a mortgage, they paid it off, and it, it happened to go up over time because they're willing to, they're, they're willing to be in that property for decades. Yeah, you're talking about that in the past now, right? Of course, because it's a new day and age. Well, it, yes, it is a new day and age. <laughs> However, that said... Natural fancy colored diamonds are known for being real estate in your pocket. And we've seen examples of diamonds that were multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars rise rapidly against the, the real estate market itself. Where, you know, you're buying a, a pink diamond for half a million dollars that's doubling every three, four years. You're not seeing that in the real estate market. And we're talking about a market that doesn't use leverage. There's no mortgages on these on these markets. That's what keeps them so solid and not uh, volatile because when people own them, they own them outright. There's no bank on the other side. When we talk about lack of counterparty risk on, on metals, same thing on diamonds. When you own it, no one else owns that. That's right. And it is tangible, holding your hand wealth, just like gold and silver. If you go over to the website, guildhallwealth.com, you can venture through that website to the diamond section and you will see pictures there of available diamonds. Some will have prices, some will not, but call us. We'll be happy to walk you through every step of the process to hold your hand, so to speak. And uh, when you're pairing it all together, remember, gold and silver go very well with a natural fancy colored diamond. It makes sense. They're all going to move 
uh, as time goes on and they all enjoy the same benefits in these uncertain times and marketplaces. It's like pairing a great wine with a great meal. It is. You're absolutely right, Paul. And again, we wouldn't want to take that uh, for granted, the fact that this remains in Natural Fancy Color Diamonds, one of the best kept secrets. Why do I say that? Well, it's not necessarily the price. People are catching on that it is going to cost some money to get into the marketplace, but it's because such a few, a small percentage of people actually get into these markets and this is why you want to call the experts at Guildhall Wealth. So let's talk a little bit before we end today's show. All right, so we have on today's show talked about gold primarily in metals and value. We talked about gold being money. It's got no counterparty risk. You mentioned diamonds also fitting that same bill. Uh, Gold is liquid and portable. We talked about how easy it is to store and how easy it is in terms of carrying costs. Very simple. We talked about it being a hedge towards the stock market uh, that gold protects against crisis. I mean, put this all together and add natural fancy colored diamonds and silver into that picture. There's nothing else out there that does this. And to give us that potential on top of uh, maintaining the value of our wealth to gain value and to add wealth, well, that's a really unique proposition, one that our listeners should be taking advantage of. And let's say this is, uh, you know, we don't abdicate putting 100% of your portfolio in this or your net worth. Let's say your net worth is let's say your net worth is a a million dollars, and most people say you should have ten percent of your net worth in precious metals. Well, you could do the diamond, the fancy intense pink diamond for fifty thousand. You could do a thousand ounces of silver, and probably about ten ounces of gold. That would be about a hundred thousand dollars. There's your ten percent. You're you're set. You're absolutely set. And if you wanted to do allocated financing on let's say five hundred ounces of that silver. You know, maybe you're only outlaying eighty-five thousand instead of a uh, hundred thousand. Right, a very easy way to get into the market. Let us show you how at GuildhallWealth.com. Get your free investor kit there. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be announcing a diamond seminar coming up very shortly. We're excited about that prior to the summer. And uh, the warm weather hopefully is going to be staying with us. And that is another reason to get excited about how to spend your money. When the summer months come, sometimes we tune out. Let's get our fun settled. Tax season's about to come to an end so people will know where they stand. What an awesome opportunity to start uh, getting new funds into your RSPs, TFSAs. You can do that in gold and silver and adding a natural fancy color diamond. That makes total sense to me. I want everybody to know, in addition to everything we said today, if you just want to peruse through some product and see what the gold and silver looks like, head over to guildhallpreciousmetals.com. And a big thank you to those who uh, have listened this week, who are coming in, who are going to be making phone calls, going over to that website. We'll thank you in advance, and we look forward to meeting you there and uh, speaking with you again on The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. You've been tuned in to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.